From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, Universal SeaWorld Edition for October 2010 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, Teresa Eccles, and Max the Intern. In this month's episode, we're going to discuss Universal's Halloween Horror Nights, including Dave Parfitt's interview with Mike Aiello, the show director for this year's Halloween Horror Nights 20, 20 Years of Fear. We'll also have an update on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and we'll be telling you other things that are new at Universal and SeaWorld on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Why are you looking surprised, Teresa? My happy look. Is that okay? Oh, okay. Don't ever get Botox. Okay. (laughs) Well, welcome to the show, everybody. I want to uh, start out by apologizing that there was no September show. Um... We had plans to do something in specific that got derailed, and we didn't get a show out. So, apologize for that, but we're here now. We're here now, so get over it. Uh, what else? Any, uh, something else in housekeeping I had a I had to mention, and I I didn't write it down, and I have no memory left. So, anybody else? Anything for housekeeping? No. All right. Let's just talk about uh, what's new, because we do have a lot to talk about with Halloween Horror Nights and some of the other things that are going on at SeaWorld and Busch Gardens. Uh, If I can get the right screen up here. Um, SeaWorld finally released uh, their dates for their, what is it called, Walter? Spectacular. And I know that uh, this was... uh, talked about on, uh, on the regular weekly uh, Disney show, but just to remind everybody, October 9th, 10th, I'm blind here, 16th, 17th, 23rd, 24th, and the 29th through the 31st of, of this year, of this month, I should say. When are you going, Teresa? Um, probably, the, what's the first night you said? Uh, the 9th. Okay, I'll probably go the weekend after that. Oh, well, Pete I and I will be going. I, I would like to check it out this time when you go. The 16th, um, Stella and I have our reservations for the sleepover. Now, talk, just talk a little bit about that. What is that? Um, that is where a child um, up to the fifth grade, I think, I want to say first to fifth grade, can go in with your parent or adult, and you spend the night. It's 6 p.m. on the evening to 9 the next morning, and um, you... Sleep there. We're sleeping, I think, within the Manta Aquarium. Right, area. the Manta Aquarium. You bring your own sleeping bags. Got my little packet the other day. Got to sign all these medical waivers. It's real interesting. I think little. that would be so cool. I'm, I'm jealous that you're doing I'm that. hoping I can somehow sneak in a cot. I don't know about a sleeping <laughs> bag. <laughs> and you get uh, pizza, a snack, and breakfast. So it's pretty cool. Uh, now, are you are you allowed to stay in the park the next day? Um, there's two different tickets. You can get the ticket that has the admission for the next day, or you can get it without. And I don't remember the price, but we got it without. And you can stay the next day. And um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. They said there'll be we'll be trick or treating. 
there'll be um, some sort of character interaction. We'll be able to see the... Um, Show who's going to molest you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> this is so out of my comfort zone. Way out of my comfort zone. So yeah, You're sleeping on the floor of an aquarium, yeah. With strangers. I mean, I'm going to be... Yeah, I wonder how intimate this gets, like in terms of like how big the space is and... Really? I mean, I'm going to be sitting up with my back up against the stone wall, clutching my daughter. Just, now, can you bring a blow-up uh, mattress? Doll. Mattress. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think it... It just said sleeping bags and your okay. toiletries and, you know, just had this brief little list. Because we actually do have that, that relatively new... Yeah, let me get in with my pump and my and just start blowing well, this. I can't no, even think of where there's a big enough this area. This is my space over here. I mean, are they going to have everybody like in different? Oops, excuse me, in different rooms? Because I can't think of where there's a big enough area to put I don't know. a group of. But people. they said we'll be out walking around, you know, during the. And are we going to be filmed? It's I mean, not I don't know. This is, <laughs> really? Well, I don't think it'll be filmed while you sleep. Well, no, but I mean, you know, I don't know. It's that just, you know of? Yeah, really. <laughs> I just don't see myself sleeping a lot that night, just for the fact that I'm sleeping on the ground in a sleeping bag alone will keep me awake. Yeah, I would. I would look into the the whole air mattress thing. Be a I lot more comfortable. Yeah. Arrive with my furniture. Just check it out. Ask them. <laughs> so anyway, I think it's going to be fun. Stella is excited about it. She's really thrilled. About She's excited. She's excited about it. She is. She keeps looking at the literature they sent us and. Making sure we've got everything we need. And she's requesting a new sleeping bag. And you've got to have a special one for something special, I guess. Hmm. So I think it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It like a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to hear more about it. Uh, yeah. SeaWorld has also released uh, some information on their Christmas celebrations for this year. They're going to be doing it Fridays through Sundays starting November 26th. And then nightly from December 17th through January 2nd. And uh, I I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever been there. I'm trying to think if I've ever like gone to see any Christmas events. Have you ever done Polar Express over there? Oh we yeah, did. okay, yeah, yep, yep that I've done. That I've done. Which I really love. Yeah, I did too. I enjoyed that. It was. I really. It wasn't long enough for me. I wanted it to be long. <laughs> what is it normally? When it's not the Polar Express, it's the, the Arctic Express. Yeah. Arctic. Arctic Express, which last time I did it several years ago, I hated it. I never thought I'd ride it again. But as Polar Express, I don't. Know, I liked it a lot. I really liked Good it. Good theming. It was a lot smoother than I, I remember. I love the whole decorations at SeaWorld. <laughs> they did a, a lot of good stuff. And then they had the, the colors and the Christmas tree and yeah. lights. And wait and, for the side that moves. Don't do the ride the bench version of Polar Express. Yeah, because that's pretty boring. It's like watching a movie, right? Yeah, yeah pretty In a much. closet with... Mm-hmm. Wallpaper, yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I did too. Yeah, I the first year I didn't want to wait in the line to see it, where you feel like you're on the train. Oh. But seeing it like you were on the train was a whole different. Oh yeah, and you experience. get off, and isn't that where Santa Claus was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get there. Yeah. Well, you did that in the the non-moving side mm-hmm. too, but it was like eh. go in a box, sit there, watch a movie, step out, yeah, see Santa Claus. I don't know. What else is over there at Christmas? They had a musical group playing outside by Polar Express, too. And I just liked all their ornaments and stuff yeah. that they had up. To me, it's more beachy in Florida. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, I know they had where you could get your picture taken with Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was all nice. 
Um, I, I didn't realize this. I'm taking a look at uh, Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay Bush Gardens, or excuse me, Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay. Um, their Howl of Scream is their Halloween thing. It looks like it's very similar to Halloween Horror Nights. I think it's supposed to be on the same line, yeah. Yeah, because it looks like they've got a bunch of haunted houses. Their advertising billboards look a lot the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, their website, the website for it, which we'll put a link in the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, we'll have links to all this stuff. But uh, their website looks very similar to how Universal... It would be cool to compare the two. Because I think theirs. that's who, uh, you know, Universal is competing against. Really? I don't know how much competition it is. I mean, Florida. it's, you know, well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I guess Universal is driving distance from Tampa, so maybe. Mm-hmm. But because uh, it's about an hour and 20 minutes. Because uh, Tampa, they have the uh, billboards up here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. There's one right by my house. No, there isn't. Yeah, there is. You're lying. Yeah, we keep saying we're going to go to Bush Gardens, but we haven't been. Yeah, it's it's not like a last minute thing you can do. You know, let's just head over to. Well, really, it kind of is. I mean, you could decide to go in the morning. I mean, and drive down there. It's not. I'm waiting for the train. Oh, I'm I, supposed I to think be last train. minute, like at <laughs> one, two, or three. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's last, last minute. minute. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's go to Tampa. <laughs> but I'm trying to find the dates here. It's like. Then again, I'm having trouble seeing today. I don't know what the hell's wrong with my eyes. You must be 18 years of age or older to enter the site, it says. Are you serious? 18? Then theirs must be intense. Well, it's kind of it's, it's kind of weird looking. Halloween Horror Nights, they suggest you be 13 and above. And we saw some little kids there. And why you would do that, I have no idea. Like I said, at least this time, they said it's suggested 13 and above. So they're telling people, you know, don't bring your little kids. It's really not for. It's not so scary. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Pretty darn scary. Saw somebody walking around with their infant. I saw oh, that. Oh, God. I just, I just wanted to smack him. I bet. It's they like, were getting a lot of looks. What the crap are you doing out here? And what could you do with an infant in your arms for Halloween? Ho- I mean, you couldn't really participate in anything. Was it a real young You don't see a lot of stroller couple. parking in front of yeah. the haunted houses. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I'm, I'm, I'm on Bush Gardens' website. I'm trying to find the, the dates of, like, of when this is going on. Or maybe maybe schedule. Maybe that's the. Keyword. Maybe the dates are supposed to jump out at you. Let's see. Oh, I guess it runs. Uh, it runs the weekends between September thirtieth and October thirty first. Uh, Thursdays from seven thirty p.m. to one a.m. Fridays and Saturdays from seven thirty p.m. to two a.m. And Halloween night from seven thirty p.m. to one a.m. So it's Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays through the month of October. And uh, see what the general admission prices are. That's really reasonable. Uh, Thursdays, Fridays, and Halloween, thirty nine ninety five. Wow, that's cheap. Per person. Saturdays are forty nine ninety five. Now, do you have to have a ticket to the park also or no? Um, I don't think so. It gets you into Bush Gardens anytime after 5 p.m. So you can get, as they put it, grab dinner or a drink and enjoy selected rides and attractions before Halloween or before Hollow Scream takes center stage at 7.30. So, that sounds pretty nice. That does sound nice. So it would be interesting to check out. It would be. 
I don't think we're going to have time to do it this yeah. year. It's a busy year, yeah. It's a busy month for us. Yeah. A lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. So uh, over at Universal, uh, of course, we're going to talk about Halloween Horror Nights, which is going on right now. Um, October 1st through the 3rd, 7th through the 10th, 14th through the 17th, 20th through the 24th, 27th through the 31st. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I have a quick update on about Blue Man Group. As of September 21st, they increased the adult price at the box office. But they're having trouble getting people in. To $89. Now, this yes. is at the box office, so you can still get it online for 74 God, I couldn't afford it before. So it's, a, it's a $15 increase for the wow. adults. Holy patootie. Well, that's, that's another awesome. thing Pete and I were talking about seeing. tickets online. We haven't, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. You've never seen it? No. I've never None of either. us have seen it? Before. I've seen it, yeah. Okay. Is but it I mean, worth seeing it? Once. Hmm. Okay. It's not something where, you know, you, I really need to go see it again. Okay, compared to Cirque du Soleil. Which nobody likes but you and me. No, oh, I liked it. No, okay. I'm, everybody like. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that doesn't like oh, okay. it. I love Cirque. I prefer Cirque. Okay. Over this. More like you variety. said, I would like to see it at least once. That would be a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. Try to squeeze it so in. So, a quick update. But they're having trouble. I mean, they're like, they're advertising like crazy to get people into Blue Man Group. I think they're having trouble. So, raising, uh, well, you know what? It's it's universal. How long has it been there? Has it been there a long time? It's been there a while. Been there a few years now. Been there a few years. I wonder if they've got a, they've got a contract with Universal and then they'll... Move on at some point, or I don't know. I do not know. So plenty, plenty going on. Uh, the other thing I did want to mention too, if I can get back to it, is uh, uh, Harbor Nights at Portofino Bay is happening October, Friday, October fifteenth, and uh, you should, if if you want to, something a little different, something a little adult. Um, they have jazz, wine tastings, food. Uh, it's supposed to be really, really neat. And, uh, and that's supposed to be just about the time that it's supposed to start cooling off in Florida. Yeah. So And uh, it starts at 6.30 p.m. on Friday, October 15th. Price, $37.28. Wow. But it's bizarre. It's a bizarre price. Yeah. $37.28. Um. <laughs> that is weird. And uh, so, if you're at Universal, which, based on my visit yesterday, which we're going to talk about right now, uh, this is a really good time to go to Universal, folks. Um, very, very interesting. Even I thought that Harry Potter would have carried that resort through January with crowds. I was wrong. Yesterday, I'm not going to say that there was nobody there, but the vast majority of people that were in the park were at Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Hmm. It has not had a spillover effect on the rest of it. The Hulk was a walk-on. Spider-Man was a walk-on. Wow. Uh, the Mummy was a walk-on. Uh uh, Men in Black was a walk-on. I mean, my niece was just walking on to everything she wanted to do. Uh, uh, Forbidden Journey was uh, posted 20 minutes. She was on it in 10. Really? Yep. Wow. And, but even still, 
if you put it's it's almost like if you put like twenty five people in that in that land, you can't move. It's full. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just not built for crowds. It just isn't built for crowds. Uh, the only thing that had a line that looked even re- remotely long was Ollivanders. Still, huh? Which they finally wow. they finally put up, you know, chains and guides to create an actual queue line. Okay. So that people weren't just, you know, hanging Everywhere. out willy-nilly. Yeah. Um, Any umbrellas? Or, um, no. 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 It's hot. We were over there a couple weeks ago, and we stood in line for Butterbeer, and... There was no cover, and it was just no. horrible. But what I did notice is they opened up a few more locations for Butterbeer. Yeah, we got it at the alternate location. There's, there's, you've got three places you can buy it now. You've got it that in the main drag there. You've got it in the, in the tavern. Right. And then you've got another cart uh, just as you're coming off of uh, Forbidden Journey. Yeah, that's where we stood. Um, okay. in, in that area, there's another cart. So that wasn't always there? No. Oh, okay. No. What did Melanie think of? Forbidden Journey. Melanie thought it was excellent. She thought it was excellent, but she also said that uh, it wasn't that it it, it it she agreed it she didn't find it groundbreaking. She really enjoyed it, but she said she can only go on those uh, those those projection rides where you have the movie screen. Uh, she can only go on those like once a day. She can't, so she couldn't do that and then go do. Uh, Simpsons. Simpsons, because it would make her sick, and I think that, and, and this is somebody who does roller coasters quite a bit. I mean, she's she's fearless with roller coasters. She goes wow. on all of them. There's no yes. roller coaster that scares her. Um, but those projection, and I think there are a lot of people like this because you're kind of like this. Yeah, um, you can't. You have trouble with that. See, and I'm just the opposite. The roller coasters will make me sick, but I could do those movie things all day long. The only projection one that really gave me a headache was Star Tours. Yeah, see, Star like Tours makes me nauseous, yeah. That hmm. small screen. Uh, the big screen ones don't bother me, though. What was the wait for um, Harry Potter ride? 20 minutes. She got on it in 10. Yeah. Really? Now, we Which were I there. just kind of said like three <laughs> minutes well, ago. Well, I mean, you were telling everything else, but I didn't know if that was it, too. Um, we uh, were over there, and it said a 60-minute wait. and We were on and off in 40 minutes, and it was... And I went up to, the, to see if I fit in the regular chair, because I wasn't sure if I would or not. Um, I fit, but I asked if if I hadn't fit, if I had gotten the yellow light instead of the green light, if I would be separated from my group. And But she said, no, you go through in the same line. When you get to the end, you just tell them that you need an end chair. Well, this uh, what we're talking about here is uh, something Universal said they were not going to do. But, in fact, they did do, which was they added seats to fit larger riders. Uh, and uh, which is great that they did it. Yes. Um, if they had, I don't know, done a soft opening of the damn thing instead of using paying guests as the soft opening. as the soft as the beta testers, basically they would have launched with that and probably saved themselves a lot of ill will. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are pissed off because of that. I'm one of them. And uh, well, the fact that they didn't have the real seat until you were almost there, so you could have waited over an hour. Well, pulling people out of line to see then, if you're too fat to there. ride, yeah, yeah, just the whole thing would have been. I would have been mortified if it happened. So it definitely looks to me as though they've, you know, they're they're adapting and learning based on the experiences they're having right. and making changes, which is great. Um, but you know, 
soft openings are not unheard of. And it really just, had they done a soft opening with this like they should have, they would have worked these issues out then. Because you can say it's a soft opening. You can't do your grand opening and say that's the soft opening. Or you can't sell a package. Right. Including this and call that your soft opening. You can't do that stuff. Not without getting blowback. And they got a lot of blowback. And But it does seem to me as though they... Uh, they they are they are learning and adapting. Now there is of course a rumor going around, whether it's true or not, who knows, that eventually they're going to turn the entire Lost Continent area into the Wizarding World of Harry which Potter, would be great. which they should have which done they, the first time. That's yeah. just a waste of. Um, it's a complete yeah, waste, waste of space. space. Yeah, absolutely. And especially as you walk around that area, uh, you realize, wow, it would be so nice if this was all Harry Potter right. and there's room to move. Yeah. When you're just passing through and you're not really stopping at all. It's just full of games and little stores. Shops. Yes. Back to the seats. When you looked at the seats, did the seats look any different, the ones on the end as compared to the ones on the middle? And I didn't even realize until we got off that Grace said you were on the end, which means I was in a bigger seat. What what did you think? They have a big F spray paint on the back. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't. They got XX above it. It didn't look. It didn't look any different to me as the Grace sitting right next to me. But I will tell you, when you're in the ride and you're moving around, I felt like my body was moving around too much. Like I had too much room. You know what I mean? Like it's like, okay, I, thought I wasn't secure enough. There were some of those spots when they tip you back. You go I way back. Yeah. Was going, yeah, I thought, yeah. okay, I'm sliding out of this sucker. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in that. What did you think of the ride? I liked it. I had my eyes shut for some of the... Okay, when we're looking at the screen and stuff, I I was watching all of that. But then when you get in and you're, they're shooting you around all these different little creatures and a little stuff. Little animatronic. Yeah, stuff. I, I don't care for that. I, that was a little too intense for me. Would you do it again? If someone was with me and they wanted to go and they didn't want to go alone and they'd never been, but I wouldn't go there just to do it. It wasn't something that I, well, you know, some rides you get off. I want to do that again. Mm-hmm. This I got off and I'm like, okay, I've done that. Cool. Take me back over to. That was how Kathy and I were. Because, mm-hmm. like, Manta and stuff, you got off, you're like, oh, I got to write that Let's again. Say I've not done Manta. And we got off that and was like, oh, okay, we got that done. So. Yeah. Really? Okay, done that. Check that off my bucket list. But I, I am proud that they, they're taking responsibility and making chairs larger because that had to be uh, a big complaint for people to get there. Now, the woman after me um, got the red light, so she couldn't get on her all. So there are still people. She was even too oh, big geez. for the fat seat? Yeah. Wow. Now and this was this was found out at the front of the ride after she waited online. No, this is before no, you no, no. go okay. in. There's oh, a little okay. seat okay. there. There's a lady standing there with a seat. Right. So now they got that one more mm-hmm. to let you know if you can I, actually I make looked, it. And, she, and I couldn't tell that the sun was hitting it. And she said, "You got a green light." I said, "Well, what's the yellow light mean?" And she said, "Yellow light, yellow light means you go into the adapted seat, the change seat, and a red light means you're out of luck." Like, oh, okay. okay, okay. Thank you. So, so now was she was she exceptionally large? Yes. Okay. Now is it made like clear when you come up to the ride now that you need to This to woman see? was calling people aside. I mean just well there was like a line and there was a little I don't remember was there was a little sign there. But um I just walked right over to that cuz I knew I wanted to know before I got in line if I was going to fit or not cuz we went over once and it was just like the seat was there. But if you didn't know why you wanted to check out the seat, you could have gone on. No, there was a cast member there, you know, 
telling people why the seat was there. And there was a small line of poo-sized people waiting to check it out. Poo-sized, which is a polite way of saying fat. Well, I was in that line. so I would be in that line, too. But uh, at least they... I, I, I think the complaints that they got were so overwhelming about that, they had no choice but to do something. Um, but I... Uh, and I'm and I'm glad they did, and I'm glad that they've been making changes. Right. Uh, Melanie loved the area; she absolutely loved it. But she said what we've all said: way too small. She's like, I was really expecting a lot more than this. Yeah, we went in the, the little candy store and turned around, and walked right back out. I was like, okay. Now I know you weren't looking f- um, to buy mixed drinks, but I remember Hogs had they they put like all the like mixed drinks on hold to serve butter beer. I wonder if they've. They brought the stools back, so you can sit at oh, the bar. Oh, so you can, now. okay. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. We did not. Um, I just we just popped our heads in there so Melanie could see it, but we didn't. We didn't stay for anything, so I don't know if they're doing. Yeah, they're that, that is the most crowded park of the park, like you said, because when we were over there, it was like we breezed through Seuss Landing. We breezed through everything else. Was oh, yeah. just now we did have to wait about forty minutes for the um, the little flying dinosaur, the pterodactyl. Which we had never done. But that's before. always that's always yeah. the case. Yeah. That, and we had that, never done that before. And I talked Stella into it, and the whole time we're waiting. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do I this. I love that I don't ride. Do this. They need to make one for adults. And I'm thinking because it looked once you got in in the queue and you could see them flying overhead. It looked like they were moving faster than we thought. And people were coming by without their shoes. And oh my god, their shoes are flying off their feet. She was trying to get me out of line. And then when we got up there, you know, I said, "Come on, let's do it. We're fine." And and it was too short. It was like. A 60-second ride, 80 seconds, I think. And that one's a lot of fun. But it was fun. We were like, oh, God. But you have to have a kid. If you don't have a kid, yeah. what is right. it? Under 40 inches or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. No kid, no no ride. Exactly. Now, so. I read yesterday, I think it was in the paper, that that temporary bridge that they built that comes back by Harry Potter, mm-hmm. they've closed it? No, it was open yesterday. Oh, okay. Maybe that, depending on... Oh, I don't demand. think it was open when I was over there. It's like a cut through, so you skip Harry Potter. Is that what you're talking about? Well, it's like if you came the other way, like if you came from like um, Jurassic Park around, they had built a temporary bridge there, right. and like the ending came up by um, Forbidden Journey. There was a gate there that they hardly ever used, but the bridge was there. But the paper was reporting that they closed hmm. that. Uh, we walked over it yesterday. Okay. Looking for a smoking area because they took the smoking area out of. Yeah, that's that's a smoking area right there. That bridge, right? No. No? No, we had to walk around a Jurassic Park. Actually, there is a smoking area right outside the main entrance to Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, as, you're, as you're coming in, it would be on your left. As you're coming out, it would be on your right. There's a smoking area right there. But uh, they have, because uh, when it first opened, they had a smoking area back by the exit to Forbidden Journey. And uh, they apparently, I guess, decided that. Hmm. They didn't want it in there, so. Hmm. Um, but uh, you know, so it, it, it's it's definitely it's they've, they've definitely made some improvements, no question about it. I thought it was extremely interesting. First of all, that I th- really, honestly think Melanie and I were the only Americans in there yesterday. A lot of it was all Brits yeah. all the time, hmm. and it would that was uh, that was something I noticed. And like I said, I also noticed. There seemed to be zero spillover or impact 
to the rest of the park, the rest of Islands of Adventure or yeah, Universal. But you can do the entire thing in a couple of hours. But what if you're immersed in all the Harry Potter stuff? Okay, few fans bigger than Melanie with Harry Potter. She was done in a couple hours. She was done. There was nothing else to do. She walked right on Dragon Challenge, which was a five-minute wait. Yeah. Um, and she said the five minutes was to get the, through the queue. Yeah. Through the queue. Yeah, just to get there. Um, 20 minutes for Flight of the Hippogriff, which she did, and then 20 minutes for uh, Forbidden Journey. And again, Forbidden Journey posted 20 minutes. She was on in 10. And, uh, you know, went into all the stores, didn't do Ollivanders because she didn't want to wait in that line. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, did the stores, did the stuff like that. And then she's like, okay, let's go walk around and do some other stuff. She went on the hall, you know, all the stuff she likes to do. And, um, so it was kind of, it, it just was really very, uh, um, she loved it. She thought it was well-themed. But I really expected that they would have much bigger crowds, even in September. And it, it didn't. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't That's look surprising. like it. I think what's going to happen is you're going to see it. It's going to be busier than normal over uh, the holidays. Over, over the holidays. Yeah. But there has been. I, it's a, it, and again, this is anecdotal. It's not like I'm over there every day. It could have just been an off day yesterday. I don't know. So I'm not saying this is written in stone. But I expected a lot more people to be in the parks and it wasn't there weren't so yeah but we went to um epcot the other day and we parked closer than i've ever parked in my life so in general the theme parks are having low attendance right but the idea always september that's always the case however there was the assumption being made that because of the hype and popularity surrounding wizarding world that it would draw more crowds through September. The rest of Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios looked exactly the way it always looks to me in September. It was dead. It was dead. My favorite time to go. (laughs) It is. It's a great time to go. Especially that's one of the benefits of living here is that you can go. That's why I don't do a lot of things in the theme parks uh, during the summer because I can go in September. Mm -hmm. While it's still warm, I do want to go and do the uh, Popeye Bluto. Pluto, what? Popeye and Pluto's bilge wrap barges. Correct. I've never did. Every time we've gone, it's been cold, and you get absolutely soaked on that. So I have never actually been on that. So while it's still warm, I might try to take advantage of that. You but, do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your picture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and move on and talk about uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Let's start off with uh, Dave Parfit's interview with Mike Aiello, who is the director of this year's Halloween Horror Night. So here's Dave. Greetings, everyone. This is David Parfit, senior correspondent for the Diz Unplugged. Today I am talking with Mike Aiello, show director for Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights. Mike, thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Oh, no problem, David. Glad glad to do this. Absolutely. Great. Happy Halloween. Same to you. <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights is Universal Orlando's annual Halloween party and is one of the most popular events in Orlando. It takes place for 24 nights this fall from September 24th through October 30th. Halloween Horror Nights is definitely edgier than anything going on over at Disney and is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. 
hence the theme, 20 Years of Fear. Mike, could you talk about how the previous Halloween Horror Nights have led up to this 20 Years of Fear event? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, 20 years. Horror Nights has been around for 20 years, and, and that is, uh, that's a, an, amazing, an amazing feat. Uh, we're, we're so proud that the event has been successful for 20 years, and, and that, that's only due to the, the amazing fans and, and people that have come back year after year wanting to experience all the, the amazing nightmarish terrors that, that, uh, that we have to offer. Um, and, and that was very, very key to go in, when we went into the creative process for Halloween Horror Nights 20. We wanted to make sure that we were giving our guests the, literally the best of, of, of both worlds. We wanted to provide an event that would pay homage to our past and, uh, and reflect on the, the, the fact that Horror Nights has been doing this for 20 years successfully. And but also uh, what was very important to us was to make sure that we are still doing what this event has been known for, and that is that we are constantly bringing brand-new characters and new terrifying stories creating brand new things every single year. That, that, that's really one thing that sets Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights apart from um, other horror-themed events, and, and, and we definitely recognize that, and that was, that was one thing that was, that was definitely something that we wanted to make sure we were going to do for Halloween Horror Nights 20. Saying that this is not an anniversary event. No, no. It, it, we definitely pay homage to our past, but we really wanted to make sure that we were, our mindset was... Uh, in, in a manner that, that was the event when it first began. You know, it, in the first 10 years of Horror Nights, what made it successful was the fact that, that, that guests were seeing things they had never seen before. And, and that was really important to us in those first few weeks of, of the creative. And, and all of these, 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 these wonderful storylines and characters just started spilling out of us. And, and we knew that, that, that we, we, were, we were making an event that, that literally was brand new. Uh, so yes, it, so to answer your question very simply, no, it, it is definitely not an anniversary event, uh, but we definitely reflect on the fact that Universal's been doing this for 20 years. And I think that's something that's actually the strength of the Halloween Horror Nights events is those unique characters that you've created. Universal Studios itself has such a stable, these classic, iconic horror movie characters to draw upon, such as Frankenstein and Dracula and the Wolfman. Yes. Oh, yes. And then you've also incorporated current horror movie characters. I've seen Freddy Krueger from The Nightmare on Elm Street, Jigsaw from Saw. Correct, yes. But you've created your own unique characters for the event, such as Jack the Clown, the Caretaker, Bloody Mary. What does it take to create an iconic character from scratch that really resonates with the audience? That is probably one of the single hardest things to do when creating the, the Horror Nights event, is what is that iconic character? What is the one being or entity that, that everything's going to kind of wrap around? That, that is the hardest thing to do. And, and I think where, where it always begins is is we definitely want the, the, that an iconic character to have a sense of relatability to the guest um, so that they, they at least know kind of what they're looking at and, and know what to, pardon the pun, what, what to fear. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we want to make sure that, again, that whatever that character is, be it a jack or a caretaker or a director or a new icon such as fear, that it is something that, again, they have not seen before. And that, that, that's always, it's always the most important thing. And, again, one of the toughest things to create in an event is what is going to be the one thing that you can kind of hang your hat on is that is what Horror Nights 20 is. And for us, for this year, what bubbled to the surface was literally what is the one thing that all 20 years of Horror Nights has always relied upon? And that was bringing fear to our guests. 
in whatever manner, whatever form. Every year is centered around the fact that when our guests come to this event, they are going to fear something. And that was really interesting. And when we kind of took a step back from this, we have an ink board that all of our ideas kind of go on. And it's, it's a complete mess. But for somehow, some way, we're able to kind of decipher everything in it. And that word kept popping up all over that ink board. And we said, okay, if all of this fear that has been growing for the past 19 years, if it all came together and formed a physical being, and while not stemming on, you know, characters from the past, but just the fear itself, what would fear look like? And that was really intriguing to us. And, and that is where, that was the springboard with which we ended up creating this being that's known as fear. And, and what he is, is he is all of those fears that have been growing and building for the past 19 years of Halloween Horror Nights. And it has kind of grown into this one being that craves more. Again, it's been it's now 20 years but it's still this being needs our fear it feeds off our fear that's how it survives fear created jack he made our hands draw jack for the first time he made us write the backstory for caretaker that, that this being did that he wants more we want to we want to begin the process of creating those new icons this year beginning with fear but also in the next you know in the next few years Again, to propel this event into a into a brand new era of darkness. That, that's something that's very, very important to us. And I know, I know, with every heart of my being, that it's what our fans really want out of this event is brand new things. Speaking of some of those old icons, though, will they be appearing mm-hmm. in this twenty years of fear event this year? Yeah. Yes. Uh, in the event this year, you're going to see many of those past icons. Jack, definitely caretaker, director, storyteller. And that, that is truly the power that the fans of this event have and that we, we absolutely look at when we're creating the events. I can't tell you how many times in our creative sessions it comes up, you think the fans will like that. What would the fans want? It's about, it's, I, I want to say it's probably every fifth sentence because that, that's always on our minds. And, and at heart, we are fans of the event ourselves. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've only been creating um, the, the houses and, and streets um, since about 2006. Before that, I was I was the writer on Bill and Ted. But prior to that, you know, it, I've been to every Horror Nights event. But I came as a fan. Um, I was in high school when the event first started, and my my dad and I came to this event every year. It was it was a tradition, and and I, I love Halloween and Horror Nights so much. And and I think that's only the only reason why myself and everyone that works on this event is so passionate because we are at its very core huge huge fans of horror nights and of the horror genre and that's so important when you're when you're creating something like this that passion you have really comes through too and and speaking of doing things for the fans i've actually been really interested in this whole fan community that's grown up around this event and you've created a way for fans to be involved, even if they're not at the theme parks as well. Could you talk about the Legendary Truth House in Halloween Horror Nights and the website where fans can get involved in some of the backstory? Absolutely. The website has become an amazing tool for us in the last, you know, six to seven years. You know, even even before then, uh, the website really just served a, a very minimal purpose way, way back when it first started. It mainly was a splash page that had a couple of logos on and some descriptions, and that that was about it. But since then, when as that as the you know the web technology has grown, 
we've really utilized the web, and, and by we, I, I mean myself and, and our team, but also T.J. Manorino, who's the director of art and design. But the web is is his is his baby. He has taken that thing and he has made it into a monolith. It is it is an amazing thing. And there was a, a, a website that was created, I believe it was in 2008, called Legendary Truth. And this was the brainchild of uh, T.J. Manorino and uh, another uh, writer we have here uh, named Rick Spencer. It was their brainchild, and it was merely a way to, to take this very extensive backstory I had, I had written that year for, for the icon. And it was, again, the backstories are always extremely extensive, and there's so much more information that many of our, our average guests will never know about. But we write pages and pages and pages of, of backstory and of, and of detail so that when we finally give over these horrific tomes to our team, they have every single even the minuscule detail, they know it, and it only helps them create the houses and the streets. So anyhow, we wrote this backstory, and, and TJ and Rick had seen it and said, you know what, there's a lot here, and, and it's, all, it's all amazing stuff, and, and people need to know about this. How do we, how do we tell that story? And, and they, they decided, well, let's, let's create this, this offshoot site called Legendary Truth, and let's play with our fans. Let's, let's get them involved in investigating this backstory. And it really it just it devised from that, and it has grown. I mean, this year, Legendary Truth is back. Again, you mentioned before we've got a, we've got a house based on this group um, or the idea of the Legendary Truth. There's a Facebook page now. There's an offshoot site. And there's literally this amazing community of fans who have come together all with one purpose, and that is to investigate the stories we're creating. So... Taking all of that and knowing that there is this, this core fan base of legendary truth, we thought in the 20th year, why not create a house that has the, the thematic of a legendary truth type investigation? With that, one thing that was very interesting for us, and this was actually a house that we put on paper two years ago, which was the idea, and looking at the past, we have never really done a true paranormally inspired haunted maze. So we started down the process, and then out of nowhere, it just popped into our heads. Let's let's theme this around legendary truth. It's it's got a huge fan base. Uh, it's loved by the, the hardcore fans of this event. Let's give them that. Let's give them this gift of the legendary truth house. And that, that that's what it is. It's it's a it's a it's a wonderful blend of an idea that we had in the past, then combined with this amazing group that is the fans of the event, aka legendary truth. Wow, that's great. So, Mike, for this event, you have eight different haunted houses, six scare zones, and two live shows. Correct. So, yes. How much does it take to go into creating an event on this scale? Halloween Horror Nights, the creative process never stops. The event has grown so much, and there is so much more story involved that it literally, as soon as this event opens, a week after this event opens, we will begin the process for Horror Nights 21, and it will not stop until we open 21. <laughs> and, and in that process, it, it starts um, in, a, in a smaller kind of group setting. There's a handful of us that just, they literally chain us into a room <laughs> with an ink board and a, and, a, and a blank yellow legal pad. I'm seeing where and, some of that imagery for fear comes from now. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, you're not far off. <laughs> but, yeah, so we're, we're in that room, and, and that is probably my, my – I have two favorite moments in this event. Is The first day we start, 
and the day it opens. Those are my two absolute favorites. Not to say that everything else isn't great, but as far as things you just kind of always remember, it's the first day and then that last day when you when you see everything that was that was thought up in that first day, what made it through, what fell off the table, and then to see it brought to life on that opening day. That that's the most rewarding thing in the entire world. So there's uh, there's about one week of the year then that you're truly happy, and everything else is downhill after that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my own personal heaven or hell, depending on how you look at it, um, is, is 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 centered around the, the Horror Nights creative process. So working on this event is 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 a dream come true. Like I said, I, I was a fan before I actually started working on this event, and to actually be in the middle of it and 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 and, and helping to create it with hundreds of people because it, it really is it starts it starts as a small group but every month as it gets closer to the event the same passion that i that i have that that the team that i work with has it's it just multiplies as you go through this year uh, with the people that are involved building and creating and and, and designing the effects it's 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 such a passion project for everybody involved but yeah but it starts very simply and it's with an ink board and legal pad and we literally throw every single idea we can on the board, whether it's completely realistic or not. We've thrown ideas on the board that there's no way we could ever accomplish them, but they have to go up there. Yeah. That's, the, that's the one thing. And this, this goes for any creative project, anybody that, 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 that's out there that, 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 that really wants to do something that's creative. Never deny the bad idea, ever. Always put it up there because that idea will lead, that bad idea will lead to a good idea some way somehow and never discount the, any idea you have whether it's writing whether it's anything but that's the mantra that we always always go into this process with is that there is no there's no bad idea when you're first starting you have to get those out almost like beating a, a, a dirty rug getting that dust out of that rug you gotta you gotta clean the cobwebs out before you know the gold shines yeah the last thing I wanted to ask you about, Mike, you've been involved as the writer and director in one form or another with the Bill and Ted show for the past nine years. And I understand yeah, this great. is your, your last time directing Bill and Ted. Uh, yeah, this is the this is the last one for me. And that, that was that was a that was a, a conscious decision. Again, I, Bill and Ted, the Halloween adventure has been with me for nine years of my professional life here at Universal and it's been one of the most amazing things to work on because it's really how I got my foot in the door. Um, to be able to 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 work more in depth with the entire event, Bill and Ted was that kind of the door that opened for me to be able to to meet the people to to to, to create more of this event. The Bill and Ted Show has been described by our listeners and the people that visit our website as a must see. If you're going to Halloween Horror Nights, you have to see Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure. So <laughs> well, that's was, very flattering. I was trying to figure out how does it fit in to Halloween Horror Nights? How does it fit into this icon of fear? Because it seems a little out there right now. Well, here's the thing Bill and Ted has always, that show has always been kind of its own entity in the event. We've, in the nine years I've been with that show, I've always looked at it with one mindset that it is the break in your night. It, you know, you're experiencing all these amazing and terrifying characters. You're going into these haunted mazes and getting the living daylight scared out of you. There comes a moment where you, if, if you need to take a, a break, sit down, relax, have a laugh, that is the place to go. And it's, I think it's important in a Halloween-themed event to have that kind of break, to, to be able to laugh and take yourself out of the fear for a moment. Because then when you go back to it, it's that much more intense. Makes sense. 
Well, Mike, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us. Oh, this has been amazing. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Well, I know we're getting close to your, your happy week, so it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> this has been David Parpet talking with Mike Aiello, show director for Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights, taking place for 24 nights through the end of October. Thanks for That's listening. Right. Thank you, Mike. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Dave, and thank you, Mike. Uh, that was uh, Dave. Always manages to get at least one good, sincere laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he had two good ones. This time, he had least. two good ones, and I really enjoyed listening to this. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did. You too. really, uh, you can. Dave, Dave called it. You can really hear the passion. Yes, in this man's voice about this, and you know, it it, it really does translate into the event. Because if I if I have to sum up. My opinion of this year's Halloween Horror Nights, it's fantastic. Uh, we had a great, a, a great time. And <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, I take this stuff personally. I mean, anybody who listens to the show on any regular basis knows, you know, I, 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 this is all very personal to me, everything that we do. And um, I've been pissed off about Harry Potter. And I went in with a chip on my shoulder. I really did. I went in with a chip on my shoulder because I really was angry with the way they handled Harry Potter and the packages and the, the, the communications and the, the guest experience and the treatment of the guests. And So I kind of went in with a chip on my shoulder. Um, but I've been a big fan of Halloween Horror Nights for many, many years now. And I, I, we had such a great time that night. I was just concerned because Harry Potter went fairly poorly the way they executed it. So I was afraid they had spent all their creative time focusing on Harry Potter, and maybe they put Halloween Horror Night to the nah, side. And clearly not. Clearly not. Different it was group of people. Different. Absolutely. And well, to do that 20 years and each year come out good, you'd have to have passion. You just couldn't think, oh, what would scare people? You know, you just couldn't do that. You'd actually have to, what would I enjoy seeing? They, I, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever experienced a Halloween Horror Nights that I felt was phoned in. Right. Yeah. Uh, that obviously... You can always appreciate what they put into it. Oh, yeah. Down, I mean, down to the detail. About um, this year, when, when they were kind of delayed on letting you know what the theme was, and they finally said it's going to be, you know, fear... At first, I'm like, okay, they're phoning it in. This is what I thought. I'm like, okay, they're doing a best of show. Yeah, but it's way beyond that. Oh, it's yeah. so oh, yeah. much more Absolutely. than that. And I was so happy. And yeah. I think I think Mike was accurate in saying that you know they wanted to pay homage to right. the last 20 years, but they were not going to do an entire. It wasn't event a clip based show. No. no, it was. Did you think that you think it was going to be houses from years past? I yeah. thought it was going to be a clip show. Yeah. yeah, and you know, while there are definitely you know if, if you're someone who's gone every year, because he's right, this for me anyway, this has become a tradition. This is a yearly tradition. I I have to go do Halloween Horror Nights. And I've always enjoyed it. And, you know, and and it does get to a point where you start saying to yourself that your expectations are already pretty high. So, you know, it's, it's tough for them to exceed your expectations. The best you can hope for is that they'll meet them. But with the single, and I hate to say this because, you know, Mike was generous enough to give us his time to hear that he was the director of the Bill and Ted show. That was the only thing that mm-hmm. I felt was lacking. Us too. See, that was the first time I saw it. I enjoyed and it. I, I it had some really it. funny funny parts. I have seen some in the past that I have enjoyed more, but I can't say it was a bad show because they had some points where I was really 
in comparing it to years past, I, I didn't get I didn't get one belly laugh. Now in years past, I was oh, years I've past you was just gotten, dying. Oh yeah, I mean I've had tears streaming down my face. It was so funny. I never walked out saying it was kind of funny. I usually walked out saying that was hilarious. Yeah. you know, telling everybody you need to go see this. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and, it, and I'm not saying again. No, I'm not saying it was a bad show. I did not find it a bad show at all. It just, it, it didn't, in my opinion, live up to years past in terms of the Bill and Ted show. Uh, it was still good, still worth seeing, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and I like the way he put it that that's kind of a break in the night because it's exactly what yeah, it is. Exactly yeah, what it yeah. Because besides that, it doesn't really go with Halloween Horror Nights. It's just part of yeah I Halloween had, Horror Nights. I had no idea. Well, what I know it was they about. they had talked one year <gasps> about uh, not doing it, about getting rid of it. People went berserk, and there was a lot of complaints that the people were like. I mean, I was really upset to hear that because that is, you know, there have been years where, in my opinion, the Bill and Ted show by itself was the best thing. was worth the cost of the ticket. And everything else was a was a bonus. Um, now, for would, those that don't know what Bill and Ted, the Bill and Ted show is, it basically makes fun of pop culture. Of the, right? uh, uh, yeah, whatever whatever's current in pop culture. Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, uh, oh, Lindsay was Lohan. She a dead on Katy Perry. She was, or what? Yeah, she was hot. And uh, <laughs> she was hot. Uh, 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 then the Jersey Shore uh, yeah, the situation Jersey. and Snooki. Snooki. <laughs> Twilight. Um, Ed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Twilight was. Ed, Ed. Oh my God. He was close too. He was close. He was real close. Yeah. So it it, it definitely um, that's what that's what the Bill and Ted show is all about, and uh, uh, like I said, you know, this year not as funny in my opinion as in years past, but still still worth seeing. Um, let's talk about the houses. <laughs> um, of the eight houses, I think those of us that traveled as a collective um, uh, pretty much agreed. Six of the eight were outstanding. Correct. And two of them just didn't do much for us. I saw five out of the eight, so I missed three. Um, well, this was the first year I actually got into all of them because we bought the uh, the Express Pass. So worth it. I was going to mention that t- today. Make sure if you're going, you really need an Express Pass or you will not get to see very much. It will. It, it really made the difference between being able – we were able to see all the houses um, and – you know that really is a that really is the cornerstone of this event is are those haunted houses, <clears throat> and I have to say, um, there have been years where I've walked through those houses and not been startled or not been really? yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just uh, what kind of expected. It, you know, I, just... I noticed this year, this year, I jumped more times yeah, in those on. houses. Uh, than I have, I think, in any year past. Um, and if it, if it'll scare me, that's pretty good. There was a lot of screaming going. Well, on. Well, they did some they did some really interesting things this year that they may have done in years past, and I just missed. But one of the things I noticed is that at certain points in some of the houses, especially at the points where people would jump out at you, they had the sound effects that kind of went in time with when these guys were jumping out. So it wasn't just this experience of somebody coming out of out of the dark at you, mm-hmm. but also that sound effect that kind of went along with it because I noticed it in a number of places. And I'm like, okay, that's really effective 
because n- now it's 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 multiple it's 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 multiple senses being yeah. being like attacked. Yeah, it wasn't their voice going wow. I think they no, had a button. They must have had something. That. Yeah, because there was this a loud noise. Speaker and they jump out. There yeah. was this audio noise that would go in in time with it, and uh, that was incredibly effective. And that's those are the moments where I really. Now this was my third year. And I don't remember in the past two years the people underneath us or over us. Is that was new? something I didn't notice. That yeah, I don't want to give too much away on that though. That, oh. Well, no, I mean we're not saying specific. We're not giving specifics, oh, okay, but we're okay, saying yeah, yeah. that there are there are uh, occasions where the people are not the people coming at you, uh, so to speak, are not on either side of you. That creeped me out. They're that either I above you or below either, you, yes. which. Mm-hmm. Was again a really, I really nice genius. touch. I thought that that was an excellent touch because yeah. you're, you know, you're always looking beside, and, you know, whatever's going to jump out at you. But then to have something that you're totally not looking for, yeah, someone's to like, look scare down, you. look down, look down, like, oh my god! <laughs> and then Grace took off screaming. And oh, Grace! Oh my god! god oh, Grace, Grace could do horror movies with that scream. <laughs> scream! They live for screams like that. I love that. I she love being behind kid. somebody that yeah, really was, gets scared. Oh, and she was. I don't know how Melody kept her dress on because she had that. You know, the t- strapless sundress, and Grace was just clutching her through the whole thing, screaming her head off. Well, you see, I, I go through Walter's... Wal- I was a human shield this Walter's time. a human shield. I, I grab the belt loops on his pants, and then I, I move him in the direction of whatever's coming at me. He did. It's like, now, Gra- I had the back of... Well, at some point, Grace was in front of me. I had the back of her jacket in my hand, and then Max was in front of me, and I I know I stretched the back of his shirt out about twice as big. <laughs> Holding, he was trying to. Well, it's someone would jump out between me and Grace, and she was trying to get away, and I was trying to step back, and it was like, you know, you're screaming your head off. It's uh, <laughs> and and I got to say, with the express pass, with uh, I think maybe one or two exceptions, we just walked right in. Yeah. When it poured down rain, we had to wait. That whatever house that was. Yeah, there were some. I think the longest we ever waited there was like ten minutes. Yeah. Um, to get into a house, as and and the lines for these things can go easily to two hours, especially on busy nights. On on, on the weekend, I mean, especially like Saturday night, if you don't buy an express pass, you're probably going to see one, maybe two. Yeah, and even good. with the express pass, and we got into the park around seven thirty. At first, we were just walking on. Toward the end, you were waiting a little bit. Yeah, but like, like I said, we never Not waited bad. more than ten minutes. I mean, it was never like, you know, this is a ridiculous wait. Right. Um, but. It had closed at midnight. We got in around 7.30. So we were there for about four and a half hours. In that four and a half hours, we were able to see all eight houses and Bill and Ted. Uh, we didn't get it. We didn't walk through the scare zones, though. Well, they closed them down because it was raining when we were there. That's yeah. so weird. Now, Corey actually yeah. saw them. So yeah. how, how were the scare zones? Because I, I, I haven't, I'm going to have to well, go yeah, back. Once it, when it rains, I think they closed them down because the, the, the ground gets slick and you've got people that are scared they're going to start running they could slip and now we have a liability issue right. so i we did saw the understand. first scare zone with the glowing skeleton people right right and the to be hit and that was yeah, that see was that's the only one i didn't see but it was still slightly daylight then too, there's so no way to avoid the scare zones you have to get you have to go through a scare yeah. zone to get into the park so you can't avoid it there's no secret pathway passageway that you can go through <laughs> the um i went to the right Came into the park, went to the right. right. The first scare zone is Twenty Years of Fear. That's where you see all the, um, you know, the caretaker, the the director, Bloody Jack, 
No, I didn't, I didn't see her. Didn't see her? Okay. Um, I didn't see anything. And then once you pass that, that's when you see fear revealed. You see the two double X's, Mark and 20, and then you see fear and his little uh, people around him. He's like really tall. He's like eight feet tall. So that's where you see fear. And then you walk through the little pumpkin patch. I like that. Oh, I always like that. That's yeah. All the trees. That's my favorite. Day. Were there a lot of people on stilts? I didn't see as many people on stilts this no. year. Okay. Fear was on stilts. I hope so, because <laughs> otherwise he's the tallest man alive. <laughs> um, but the other, one of the other scare zones I really liked was the um, zombie gras. Mardi Gras parade gone wrong. Oh, that sounds like it would have been awesome. It was cool. Of course, you know, I yeah. loved it. I have some photos of this stuff on the site, and then I went through, um, I, I don't know what the other one was, but I just missed the the glow in the dark people. Right. But I thought the, um, I thought the zombie girl was the best. And they had the chainsaw people again this year. I yes. saw them marching when we first got there. They were like oh, okay. marching out to their area. Now the map has them in a different spot. They were actually in front of, um, around the twister area around that corner. Right. But the map has them right in the, uh, and they were in that the twister area street. last year too. Cause I remember Grace got uh, trapped in the bathroom. and wouldn't come out. <laughs> That was two years ago. Was it two years ago? Okay. <laughs> Terrorizing your children. She loves it, though. Neither one of us could talk the next day. We're all hoarse. And <laughs> I could. I mean, she just did, she screamed the entire time she was there, just screaming, screaming, screaming. I think what makes the scare zone so uh, effective is that they, the smoke that they pump in, yeah. that you really can't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah, the, so, the dry ice. Yeah. Right. So you can't see where you're going, and... But I think the uh, the characters, scare actors, I think their eyes adjust so they can see you coming, yeah. but you can't see them. What y'all think of the Hallowed Past House, where they had it was like the warehouse? That I was my that was favorite. Cool. I thought that was excellent. That was my favorite. We went through that twice. Did you? Yeah. That that was cool. I mean, I I like that. It was. Like, I know the orphanage. I didn't. I didn't like that much. That was the one we went that's... through that one twice too. Really? What did you like yeah. about it? I don't know if it was because we had our little uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Things on, and they they were trying to scare us even more. But those little kids were after us. See, oh, no. we, we, when we were in line, we saw them all marching into the right into the house. And okay, it was like a burnt down orphanage, right? That had been burnt out. Yeah. And they were in there, but I I really when we went through the the nursery, they weren't that interactive. Oh, they weren't no. interacting. I, I they were doing stuff the like to themselves. But you you, you like you saw them. Themselves. No, but they weren't like coming at you or anything like yeah. that. You just saw them kind of crying, doing stuff. Back. Yeah, it wasn't. Was I wanted to see some They had an open flame in that one too That's the one where they had the open flame That was something they did for the first time no. I didn't see, we On didn't see axis? that No, in uh, the orphanage There was an open flame? No, we yeah. didn't see that No, I think that, I think you might have gotten it Because Corey was there as part of the media Yeah, And I think you might have gotten a show we didn't get Huh um, they even cut. told us, they said, be careful about touching the walls because they actually burned this wood. So a lot of the wood you could tell that you touch, wood, yeah. you know, you could get ashes all over you. Oh, wow. um, and then they also told us about the open flame. And there was, there was an open but flame. But the touches I, there were nice. The playground with the teeter-totter. and I mean, all of that. The, now, the amount of creativity and detail that goes into this is absolutely stunning. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, that, you know, knowing, having been to Halloween Horror Nights before and... Seeing the amount of creativity and passion and attention to detail that goes into it, it's why I get angry when other things at Universal aren't up to that standard, because they obviously have the talent. 
They obviously have the talent, but at some point in time, they neuter the talent and don't allow them to, you know, this is, I say about Disney all the time, let the Imagineers do their thing. You know, Universal has smart, creative, talented people working for them. Unfortunately, none of them are in management. And I think that that's probably the problem, whereas at least Disney recognizes that the Imagineers are pretty much a broken slot machine for them and that let them do their thing and they're going to come up with amazing things that are ultimately going to make them more money. Um, I don't know that Universal does that. They do it on Halloween Horror Nights because there's a direct connection, I think. It's an extremely successful event that they charge a premium for and and absolute with with every justification. Right. I can tell you we spent uh plenty of money uh on our tickets between the regular passes and and the express passes and I still walked out saying absolutely worth every dime. Definitely. Absolutely worth it. I think dime. we would have been disappointed if we had not bought the express passes. Because we would certainly wouldn't have seen all eight houses. I'll never no I'll way. never do it again without now, an express pass. Something, though, you had bought yours online. Yes. Right. And I by the time I went in to get my tickets for the same night, um, you couldn't get the express pass online. They said they were sold out. So I was a little concerned about that, but when we when we arrived that night they had a little area set up out front where you could get them. So they they had, do hold some back, yes. Some back, they held some back. Which was good. So, And, you know, it's – I, I got to say, I, I, I really I, – I've always enjoyed Halloween Horror Nights. I enjoyed it a bit more this year. Um, I thought they really did an outstanding job with it. I thought the, 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 the houses were definitely kicked up a notch, um, which is saying something because, yeah, you know, you definitely oh, did yeah. stuff that they've never done before. Yeah. And and that's saying that when you've been doing it for twenty years, it's saying something. Corey, when you went in, I don't remember which one it was, but usually you walk in and there's a drum turning. Do they have the drum turning this year? Because they didn't. I didn't see that. Yes, that the yes, warehouse. that was. Um, yeah, that was Howlett Pass. It no, it wasn't, it wasn't turning when we went yeah. through it. Oh no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. That's always the fun thing because Walter cannot walk through those. I totally freak out. That I totally was where freak I said, out. Here it comes. I know it's coming. I know, up. and it was it was there, but it just wasn't spinning. It's like oh my. I mean, Grace was so looking forward to you having oh, a seizure and laying on the ground. Just, <laughs> I don't know what it is. They had the um, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, God. Yes, the the, where she gets the rabbit. Oh, oh my awesome. God. And the clown at the end. Yeah. You know? Just walking to that warehouse and seeing all the props yeah. from all the past years. Oh, yeah. That was cool. That was amazing. That was cool. That's why we had to walk through twice because there was so much stuff that you missed. Now, one I didn't really understand, um, everyone in the house, and I think it was catacombs. I'm not sure. Oh. Had all the people with the like giant birds. And they were calling. It, it looked like Spy versus boots. Spy. Yeah. You know, I don't know what pointy it was. Fate, yeah. What was nose. that? I got poked with one of them when they jumped out at me. I was like, what is this? I, I didn't understand the whole theming on that one, but it was cool. It was scary. I was screaming. They were, um, I think they were quarantined. They were trapped beneath a city. And then 500 years later, they, they discovered they them, but they were still into. alive. And so they were pretty pissed. <laughs> okay, I would be too. <laughs> so there's a total of eight, eight, uh, houses. eight houses. Is your mic off? Can you hear me? Oh, now I yeah, can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so you're sitting way back here. We can't hear you. Second so. reclining. Um, eight haunted houses, uh, six scare zones, two shows uh, Bill and Ted's ex- uh, Excellent Halloween Adventure, and Brian Bushwood. Uh, Menace and Malice. He's an illusionist doing uh, four shows a night. Uh, so they and, got rid of the... And four rocks. Rocky Horror. 
Thank God. Thank God. And Four Rides Road. And Four Rides. The Simpsons, Men in Black, Jaws, and Revenge of the Mummy. Jaws was open. I didn't know. And if you get the Express Pass, it does work on the attractions as well. Yes, I found out. Um, drug me on the mummy. Yeah, we, as far as tricks are going. As far as tips are concerned, two that I think have to be said right off the bat. Number one, uh, Express Pass. Really, 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 really go for the Express Pass. It is so worth it. Number two, get there early. Get there early, especially if you're not doing the Express Pass. But even with the Express Pass, if you want to see everything mm-hmm. and it's only open till midnight, uh, this is uh, during, on some nights. Other nights it's open till one. Uh, but on the nights where it's open till midnight, if you want to see everything, yeah. even with the express pass, you need to be there. Because like I said, we got there an hour late. Yeah. We got there at seven, 7.30 instead of 6.30, and I really regretted that. Um, I really thought with the express pass we'd be have time to do everything and be fine, and we really didn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I would really recommend that you get there early Get an express pass. This is not for children. Um, don't be don't don't bother even asking if it's a good idea to bring my seven year old. No, it's not. It's just not. They recommend thirteen and above, and, and that's a good serious. recommendation. And it's then a, know your own child too. Some thirteen year olds. So some thirteen year olds yeah. might not be into it. Yeah. But <clears throat> getting there um, early, it's still going to be daylight. So some of the scare zones won't be as scary. Because you can I, see everything. Would, it, at that point, I would do the houses because they're going right. to be the same. And then go back and enjoy the scare zones once it gets darker. Now, one of the other things I thought was neat that they do, and I don't know if they've done this in previous years. I don't remember it. Um, if you're in, online uh, online for the, like, the haunted house, they're projecting a text number. They did it on, last year. They on did it the, last year. On the, uh, you building. Know, on the building where you could, it's a little trivia game. You send a text to the number they, they put up there. And you do this trip, which I thought was really cool. I don't remember it from last year. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, I give it very high marks. I mean, Kathy, did you get a chance to go over and do it? No, I haven't done it yet. Um, really, really, really well done. Spectacularly done. Did y'all see the Jack's photo booth area? Yes, I did. Ah. Where you can take a photo with yeah. Jack oh, inside yeah. of a photo booth, and then they sell you the photo. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw that. That's over by across from Jaws. Yeah, yeah, it was something new. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, they didn't do. That was cool. What else do you think people need to know? Bring an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, have an umbrella if, it's, if there's even a possibility of rain because we got rained on. And one of the only lines we had to stand on was outdoors and during the rain. During the rain, which kind of sucked. Yeah, it did. Except for you and Grace, who got under the umbrella. That nice lady, lady in, in that nice lady in front of us had that big that umbrella. umbrella. I try to go through the haunted houses as slow as possible. Sometimes you feel like you need to rush through. Some people want to rush through, but I try to go through as slow as possible and look around at everything. I try, but Grace's don't well, only oh, look Grace around the corner is waiting for people to jump out at you. But kind of look, try yeah. to take as much in because there's a lot of detail in there. That yeah, it's it, a shame to miss it. It really is. I would like to go back because I think maybe yeah, going so through the I. first time, you really can't take it all in. I mean, down to the wallpaper they choose to. I mean, every little detail. And I like the way they tailor fit the person to the house. You know, there were some people that wouldn't have fit in another house, you know. some. You mean the characters. The characters, different, you know, some older characters were really. I mean, one guy I looked at, I'm like, gosh, I don't know how old he was, but I'm thinking, boy. He's having a good time, and he must be 65. But 
They're also surveying the crap out of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Coming out of every house. Oh, really? There were people there mm-hmm. with How'd clipboards. You like it? How'd you like it? Asking you to fill out a survey, which I really appreciate. We were so happy. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll fill out one more. I also got an online survey when I got home. Did you get yeah, that? I got the online survey, and I went to do it. And after spending 10 minutes answering it and realizing I was only halfway done, I abandoned it. I'm yeah. like, okay, no, I'm not going to spend that much time. I almost got to the end that I'm thinking, i got to move on. i got to get back. I've got other things to do. Yeah. I can't spend it was a half. long survey. It was a ridiculously long survey. And, I, yeah, if they want people to fill that out, they need to cut the questions down. Yeah. Um, and make this a make this a five five to ten minute yeah. thing. You oh, can't. It was a thirty minute. If it it's was. a thirty minute survey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh no, it was very long. It went on and on. I kept saying, "Okay, this is the last question." No, no, there's another one. I noticed yeah. a lot more security this year too. I don't know if maybe I just didn't notice it. There's always a lot of security. They always have a lot of security. They always but have a lot of security. You know, there's a lot of people jumping out. There's a lot of drinking. I didn't there's notice as many of... people um, drinking. I don't know. Oh, one thing I did notice this is complaints I've had in years past, which they they've fixed. That, you know, they have, you know, regular non-costumed cast members or team members in in the houses. And in years past, they would be sitting there holding a flashlight. And it just would ruin the aesthetic going through. They still have the the team members there, but no more flashlights. So it was really cool. You could see that they had people there watching. But at the same time, they weren't ruining the aesthetic. Oh, Grace was good. screaming at yeah. them, too. She came around that corner. <laughs> <laughs> they just did an excellent job. There are some places where there's a lot of openings or what appears to be doors, so you don't know which one they're going to come out of. They just did such an excellent job this year. I thought it was amazing. And one other thing I want to mention to people, um, the, the these these characters that jump out at you, they don't touch you. Right. They're not allowed to touch you. But you are also not allowed to touch them. Yes. Something I had to say to Walter was a few a times. It was a mannequin. But you real. didn't know. Yeah. You, you didn't know if it was a mannequin. And I that's do. why I was like, well, you shouldn't be touching crap. You through throwing elbows. No. <laughs> I hate when I hear people say stuff like that. No, because you know you're going to get scared. If you overreact when you get scared, you really shouldn't go through the haunted houses. My first you know? reaction is to smack something that's coming at me. Mm. And... And Max well knows. May want to not go to Halloween Horror Nights. So, I, I mean, that's one of the reasons I was clutching the person's shirt in front of me so my hands wouldn't voluntarily start hitting things. <laughs> and I didn't... Did you like the houses? And I don't remember which one it was in general. There were several where you had to walk through, like, hanging meat or heads. Oh. Or I didn't like that stuff. I do like that. Oh, I, miss, I love that. I love that stuff. I miss when they had, like, the smokehouse, when they had a lot of things really, ha- oh. you know, body parts hanging up last time. That was and they didn't. Really I like scary. the house where it was like really narrow plastic hallway, and it felt like the plastic was touching you when you walked by. Do you remember that? It was like people on the other side of the plastic. And Grace remembered it. It was from two years ago. Oh yeah, not this year, but from, no, it was like yeah, from several oh, yeah. years ago. Right. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Getting back to this year. <laughs> yeah, Teresa's reviewing something that happened two years ago. I but uh, this uh, absolutely, uh, if, if you've been to Halloween Horror Nights before and have enjoyed it, you will not be disappointed. This year, if you haven't been before, this is a great year to start. Um, I, I really, I, I can't say enough about it. It's, it. it's awesome. It's awesome. And, you know, like I said, I, I paid for a bunch of people to go through. Uh, no discounts, no nothing. Uh, paid full price. And, well, I, I got a discount from, with my annual pass. Um, but it wasn't that substantial. So um, I'm saying worth every dime. Worth every dime. Uh, it's, a, it's a great experience. 
It's one I don't really think you can get anywhere else. Not having been down to Bush Gardens, I don't know how their Hallow Scream is. Yeah, but this one's rated number one in the country for and the, and, and with Halloween good events. So, so I, you know, from my standpoint, um, you know, Mickey's very merry or not, not so, so scary, scary Halloween party is awesome for what it is. It's an entirely different event. To compare the two is crazy. Yeah, this is adult. Um, this is this is an adults' night out, um, a, or at least older teens and adults night out. This is not for kids. And uh, they get plenty of adults in there. Well, chronological adults. Some of them act like <laughs> five-year-olds. <laughs> but uh, awesome time, awesome experience. Great job with uh, Halloween Horror Nights number 20. So that will do it for our Universal SeaWorld show for October. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next month with another Universal SeaWorld episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes.